The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. And I just feel like the Jets should seize the moment in this op- in this window and just be like, you know what? Like, let's do it. We have all these youth. We have all this stuff. Salah's the right coach. And I think it just, it makes sense for everybody. Hello and welcome to the Island on the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Norm Pizziotti. I am joined this week by the wonderful Danny Heifetz, first time guest. Danny, welcome to the show. Tell us what island you're on. I'm on the Jets to trade for Aaron Rodgers Island. Think of the island like a record spinning on a turntable. Only now, that record is skipping. Oh, all right. Okay, the Jets should trade for Aaron Rodgers Island. Make the case. Well, I mean, look, if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to retire and go host Jeopardy or whatever, like, you know, I'm not, we'll see. Like, I don't know. You're what not here in, to stop him. I barely know what's in my own heart. Never mind, like, what's in Aaron Rodgers' heart. So I'm not going to pretend. But I want to just live in the world for a moment where Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and return and play football next year. And obviously, okay. like, he could go back to the Packers. But I kind of think actually that, the Packers would be best off just flipping Aaron Rodgers and giving Jordan Love the team for 2023 and seeing if Jordan Love's any good. I think Rodgers is probably in a better chance to actually compete for a Super Bowl if he's on the Jets. And I actually think the Jets would be really wise to cash in on like this incredible core where they got everything going for them except a the quarterback. No shade to Mike White. And the Jets actually would be, be best served if they had Aaron Rodgers. I actually think it wins for everybody if they kind of make this deal. So this is a win-win-win. This is Jordan Love, who, by the way, I think last Friday told uh, Jason Wilde, who's a longtime Packers reporter, uh, didn't tell him specifically any any exact plans, but they had a long conversation. Wilde reported that he felt, quote, fairly confident that Love would end up asking for a trade rather than sit behind Rodgers again in 2023. Now, obviously, Jordan Love could do that, and the Packers could say, thanks, but no thanks. But you have rising, mounting evidence that the backup quarterback is starting to get a little bit antsy, uh, not only after having sat behind Rodgers uh, year after year, but also having shown more flashes uh, than we'd ever seen seen from him previously in that game against Philly. Uh, seems like Rodgers is going to come back and um, they play on Monday night against the Rams. It seems like he's he's getting healthier and will probably play out the rest of the season. So, Jordan Love, if he's continuing to be, to feel a little bit 
like he's not getting his opportunity, he would get a chance to to play. The Packers wouldn't have to deal with that issue and would at least get to see truly what they have with love. The Jets would have a veteran replacement for uh, Zach Wilson not working out and raise their ceiling. And Aaron Rodgers would be uh, with a more complete team, really good defense um, when they're healthy, some exciting skill position players. Who do you think is most likely to say no to this? Like, who is who needs to decide what to make this happen, Danny? I mean, obviously, like, the Packers and Rodgers are in control. So it's kind of like a stacking dominoes here. Rodgers is in control of whether he plays or not because basically Rodgers signed his contract extension in the offseason, which is probably why this sounds like a hot take. I think that most people probably were like, oh, I thought this was settled when Rodgers signed for this gigantic contract. There's no trade clause in it, but at the same time, like not a no trade clause, but Rodgers, the, the Packers can trade him if they want. But also Rodgers basically has an option where if Rodgers shows up, they're going to have to pay him like $60 million next year. So if he's going to play, if he wants to play, he can play. So that decision is in Rodgers' camp. The Packers aren't really in a position to tell Rodgers, you know, go away, kind of like Brett Favre. It, it also, you know, when we're talking about the possibility of could he go off and host Jeopardy again or, or do whatever, it, he has several million reasons to play another season of 60, football. Aaron Rodgers the, has plenty of money, but 60 million reasons is a lot of reasons. Well, that, I, I would have to say that Aaron Rodgers is playing football next year. We can start there. And again, I know this NFL salary cap is a little like vague, but there's... The salary cap charge, which is like just accounting, cash money, like direct deposit. Aaron Rodgers is getting $60 million cash if he plays football next year. I, I don't know what about his Jeopardy or whatever pursuits he wants to do that he, he just put it off next year. He also said that he wants to play to 40. He would be 40 next year. It's a nice round number. Like, I, I know that he's wanted to play to that. And he said <laughs> that in the past. So, like, it, it just seems a little wild to go. Also, is he going to go out this way? With the way that this season's gone, it's been so bad and they've been so awful. And I kind of feel like he's not going to go out with, I mean, he's probably going to end up throwing the most picks he's had since he was a rookie. I, I don't know. So I do think he comes back for the money. In terms of who can say no, obviously the Packers and everyone has a say. The Packers and Rodgers. Rodgers himself said last week he wants it to be mutual if he returns. And then Brian Gutekunst, the GM, basically said, well, it's so funny. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is so funny. It's just like, how know, many times mutual. are we going to do this? Takes two to tango. Got to feel it from both sides. I really just, you know, I got to feel the love. They got to feel the love. It's every single year with this to try to like get inside the mind and the psyche of this adult man who, oh God, it's, it is a losing battle, but I'm well, sorry. I cut you off. No, but that's kind of the point is I kind of wonder at what point is, are you like, do the Packers kind of be like, should we move on from the shtick a year early than a year too late? Because Here's, here's the thing. It, it sounds on the surface a little nuts. And I'm sure Packers fans listening to this are kind of like, why would we move on from Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers wants to play first next year? He's like this back-to-back -back MVP. He hasn't had a great year this year, but he broke his thumb. The team was kind of a mess at the line and the receivers were a mess in the first half of the season. But like, if he's healthy next year, why couldn't the Lions compete? The NFC's broken down. I get all that. And also, Rodgers, why would you want to go out as a freaking Jet? And that's the thing. This is like so full circle to the Brett Favre experience from 15 years ago. And there's so many aspects <laughs> of it that are full circle. Like the Rogers basically was drafted 15 years, almost to the day before the Jordan love was drafted to replace Rogers. And then like Rogers kind of made his debut subbing for Brett Favre. Like it was almost exactly like another 15 years to the day of when like Jordan love subbed for Rogers a few weeks ago. Like this is kind of the last bit of it of like, he goes to the jets. I know it's a little crazy, but 
the same way Packers fans didn't really envision Rodgers coming up to replace Favre. Rodgers wasn't the most popular guy in town. The thing I keep thinking about is, what's the real mistake the Packers might make? Is it like booting Rodgers one year, maybe two years too early? Or is it kind of passing on seeing what Jordan Love has to offer? Because you look at this Packers team, they haven't been really competitive on a serious basis this year. And I know they just beat the Bears, but other than the Bears and that one Cowboys win, they haven't really had many satisfying moments in Green Bay this year. And it's like the actual opportunity cost, I don't think, is one more Super Bowl on next year. Like this team had its window, let's be honest. Like they had 13 wins in a row, three years, absolutely devastating playoff losses, two to the 49ers. I feel like you probably want to see what Jordan Love has because here's the thing. If Jordan Love doesn't start for them in 2023, they're going to have to pick up his option. They'll have to give him like 20 million guaranteed in 2024. And so Jordan Love will basically be making his debut as a starter in his fifth year. And the problem is if he's really good, he's like a free agent. And so now they're going to have to do the Kirk Cousins thing and like either franchise tag and give him like 50, 60 million dollars a year, whatever, after one season. It's like you don't want Jordan Love to step into this job in an, the last year of his contract. So you kind, it kind of makes more sense for them to see what's up in 2023. And maybe you get two first rounders for Aaron Rodgers and you rebuild around Jordan Love. It, it, it makes sense to me to kind of start this a year too early. Is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy, but here's the counterpoint. Is it possible that actually that's not, uh, that's far from the worst thing in the world? Because if we look, like if we sort of ignore some pre-existing opinions about how you bring a young quarterback that you draft in the first round along, doesn't it start if you squint at it to look like Jordan Love is just uh, existing within the context of an overall smart organization and over the years getting better? Like he was really young when he was drafted and he looks like a mess the first times that uh, we got to look at him in, in preseason. He had some tough training camps. I think he was solid Isn't at the end of that Eagles game. That, it's really, well, we've barely seen him. That's the well, no, broader no, that's, point. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He looked so much better in that Eagles game than we have ever seen Jordan Love look on a football field. Isn't there a possibility that he just is developing? And, and we never see this. We never see this. Teams never do this anymore. Uh, unless it's, it's, Patrick Mahomes for just one year and you're in a situation where the team is already competitive and someone's developing, if you are drafted in the first round, you are probably going to play. You're probably going to play before the rookie season is over. And obviously, and play and start and, and play significant snaps. Obviously, Jordan Love is, is one of the only counterexamples to that. And it makes it, I think, hard to look at the situation and go, well, they must, it, it makes it easy to look at the situation and go, they're wasting him, right? Because everybody else does it differently. What if he's just getting better? I'm not saying, like, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not at practice. But that's my point. He probably is improving. And that's the thing. I, I think that <laughs> investing in quarterbacks to develop them in practice for years is kind of underrated now. And it's probably the way that quarterbacks should be developed. But now the contract structure makes it more incentivized for everybody to play them earlier. But that's the point. If Jordan Love's getting better, you need to see him play. And that's the thing. Like, you want, like he waited for three years. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years, and then he took over for Favre. And I don't think it's crazy to think that if they've seen Jordan Love and they think he might be ready, that they might want... I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but, like, they might want to see Jordan Love play for a season. And if he's good in 2023, then you sign him to a contract extension. The problem is if he starts in 2024 and is good, now he has this massive... It's this massive negotiating nightmare. And again... Again, I'm not trying to push Aaron Rodgers out the door, but what you said earlier about him always needing to be mutual or whatever, I also just kind of wonder at what point is that getting a little tiring? 
to be honest. And I think that it, it's kind that of that part, I think, is totally fair. Well, I'm just saying, like, at some point, like, I, this I, might not end well. And it's like, I, I just, I think even Packers fans a little bit are probably a little tired of the wishy washiness in the same way the first time Brett Favre wanted to retire Packers and he came back, like, you know, Packers fan, he wasn't going to get pushed out. The second time, the third offseason of this, I kind of think Packers fans are like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Like one year, it's too early. And again, he might come back and be really good, but this team seems to have had its window. And I think that there's a real case that it's like, they might be better off just putting Jordan Love in and be like, all right, let's get two extra first rounders and like, let's build around this guy. And then like, let's actually get him while he's cheap. They have to pick a massive contract dead cap hit on Rodgers. It'll be like $40 million, which is bad. But the Falcons just did that with Matt Ryan this year. It's totally doable. And then you're not pushing that money in the future because no matter what, they're going to have to take that massive cap hit on Rodgers. You might as well get it out of the way and just see if Jordan Love's good instead of like doing it in 2024. Well, but if you do it in 2024, right, if they if they wait it out for one year, for one more year with Rodgers, and I'm basically with you. I think if you look, if you look soberly at the Packers, it, it feels like there's a window that's closing, if not closed. But devil's advocate for that is, and I take an L on this, certainly. It seems like, it seems like in Christian Watson, maybe they found something. Maybe there's actually like in the, and then, you know, not to mention Dobbs, right? But like moving on from Adams, I don't think that that move has worked out very well, but it does (laughs) seem like they found some guys. Yeah, to say the very least, but it does seem like they found some guys um, who are not going to be Devontae Adams, but, who, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you might want to see how they develop and what it would be like to play with them a year down the road. Yeah, there's absolutely a case that Deep, this is defensively, this island. Yeah, this island could sink because, to your point, like, well, and defensively, they've they've had such a bad year, and part of that is because they made some bets. You know, Campbell coming off like the best year that he'd ever had by far, and you bank maybe a little bit too much on stuff like that being replicable defense, as we know, is just incredibly volatile. But for the talent, for the the names that are on that defense, this seems like regression going all the way to the other end. So maybe, maybe the defense is a little bit better next year, right? Like maybe the pendulum is just swinging to extremes and it levels out a little bit. Rodgers is not the problem, right? Like for as bad as the offense has been, Rodgers is still playing at a pretty high level, well, not as high of, of a level as he was for back-to-back MVPs, right? But like, he's a pretty good quarterback still. And you might have one, the question essentially that I'm asking is that if you have maybe one year left where he is still not a top five quarterback, but a top 10 quarterback, and you get a little bit better defensively, you regress back to the mean a little bit defensively, and the guys that you've brought in at the skill positions develop a little bit. Rodgers is still, you know, not the elite, elite guy that he's been, but Rodgers is still an upper-level quarterback. Isn't that maybe worth saying, okay, we might find ourselves in a franchise tag situation with Jordan Love. We might find ourselves in a situation where we just have to, like, really curry favor and get him to buy into being a part of this organization. But I, I don't know that you don't make that that trade-off. Yeah, look, there's absolutely a world where this island can sink for all the reasons you laid out. And it's like the problem for this Packers in the first half of the season was, I mean, Solek wrote a great piece on it. Basically, the point was the, the Packers have good scheme on offense and no talent. 
And then on the defense, it was they have a bunch of talent and bad scheme. And so they have new def- if they end up with a new defensive coordinator next year, they have seven first rounders on defense, and that defense will probably get better. I mean, this year they're allowing five yards to carry. They can't defend the run. It, the defense is pathetic, but in theory, that should get a lot better. And on offense, they have talent now. Lazard is probably, I bet Alan Lazard ends up leaving. They might cut Aaron Jones and save $11 million, but if they keep Aaron Jones, they got A.J. Dillon. The offensive line was kind of still jumbled from injuries from a year, really two years ago almost, and the offensive line will probably be better. It's kind of young. And then again, Christian Watson was banged up a lot in the first half of the season, and he's back. Romeo Dobbs is hurt now, but like Christian Watson, Dobbs, you know, I, I don't think the time, the tight ends are very good, honestly, but then Aaron Jones, Dillon, it's a good skill group. And like Bakhtiari is now dealing with the the uh, yeah, appendix it, thing, but that's that all they've dealt with a lot of. It's easy to say, look season. at this team and say, hey, like they could get better this year. But also, let's be honest here. Like this was a much, much better team for three seasons in a row. It didn't get done. And yes, you can go all in. But I think that the the the, the flip side, we have to live in the real world where it's like the interesting part. Rogers and uh, Jordan Love were represented by the same agency. Uh, and if Jordan, like it's, if there's, they can get Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love to all sing Kumbaya, great. If Jordan Love wants out, what do you do? Now, that's the thing. They have all the information here. It's like, they've been the one who have the best gauge in how Jordan Love, good Jordan Love is. Like, the Packers were comfortable moving on from Favre because Rodgers was there and they saw how good he was. The Chiefs were super comfortable moving on from Alex Smith because they saw how good Patrick Mahomes was. Like, in some ways, what they end up doing is probably going to tell us how good Jordan Love is. Like, if they move on from Rodgers, it's because they think Love is good. If they keep him, they might, it might be an indictment if they trade him away. However, what I'm saying is if Jordan Love has looked good in practice, I don't think it would be shocking because if, what are they going to want to do? Flip Jordan Love? They're probably not going to get a first rounder for Jordan Love because whoever takes Jordan Love, they're going to have to guarantee his fifth year option. And that's basically like Sam Darnold again. It's like you're probably going to get a second round pick. So is it worth getting a second round pick for Jordan Love to get Aaron Rodgers to guarantee he'll play you like one more year, maybe get two more years? Or do you want a shot and be like, hey, why don't we like see this kid play? And all I'm saying is like, look, again, Rogers said it's mutual and like maybe the Packers are going to, and maybe in the process, the Packers kind of bungle the relationship with Rogers and then he doesn't know what they want. And then suddenly it's just complicated. It's this love triangle. Who wants to deal with this? And I'm just saying, the Jets swoop in and they're like, hey, we have one of the best young defenses in the league. There's a serious, serious yep. chance the Jets have the offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, and the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. And the defense, as you know, is fantastic with Robert Saul, the depth on defensive line. They've built this thing incredibly. They, I mean, Brees Hall, you know, obviously he's hurt out for the year, but like great running back. Michael Carter is like, the Jets have one of the best running back groups in the NFL in terms of youth and, and, and where they might be. They have one of the best receiving groups in terms of youth and talent up and coming. The offensive line's a little banged up, but like every, the Jets have everything you want in a contending team and all the important players are on rookie contracts. You just need to insert a, a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And I think the whole thing comes down to a couple weeks ago, the Jets were playing the Vikings and they just couldn't get it done in the red zone. And like, they're there and it's like, bless Mike White's heart, but like, it's not really Mike White, the reason coming in that this team's working. It's that their talent around him is so good. Just run the system and you're there. But then that same week where the Jets couldn't get it done against the Vikings, Rodgers came and kind of played terribly, honestly, for 40 minutes and then just rocked the Bears at the end of the game and came back. And like, if Aaron Rodgers was in charge of the Jets' red zone offense, I kind of think that the Jets would be like a top three Super Bowl pick right now. And I just feel like the Jets should seize the moment in this op- in this window and just be like, you know what? Like, let's do it. We have all these youth. We have all this stuff. Salah's the right coach. And I think it just, it makes sense for everybody. 
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Well, and he'd, he'd get the other Lafleur, right? Like he already, you know, it, it's always a little bit of a moving target to parse the state of the uh, coach quarterback relationship in Green Bay. But generally speaking, Aaron Rodgers in that Lafleur offense has been one of the most exciting players to watch in football, right? And there's a version of it in New York that he could slot right into. The Packers head coach is Matt LaFleur. His little brother, Mike LaFleur, is the offensive coordinator for the Jets. I don't even know if, I don't even want to pretend that that's like a pull for Rodgers. I think what that really is, is it creates the environment necessary to back-channel the deal. It's kind of not that different than like the Lions and the Rams deal. We're you shaking your head like, no, what do you mean? I'm totally shaking my head. I thought you were going to say the opposite, and I, I completely disagree with you. Remember how mad Kyle Shanahan got uh, at, for the Stafford trade for the Rams? No, no. The the draft day thing about, um, or sorry, uh, uh, how Matt LaFleur got it, Kyle Shanahan, when the 49ers made that draft day call about Rodgers when there was the first round of like, maybe he's going to oh, retire, yeah. maybe he's going to go away. Yeah, but that, that's because they're the same conference. But this is why I landed on the No, Jets. no, 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 it's not. It is because they are petty, petty, petty men get, and they're yeah, friends with that, each but other. That, but that's and different. That's Mike and Matt LaFleur do not want to be having a family squabble over, no, a- over no, no, Aaron no, no. Rodgers. But look, it's, it's the same. Look, look I, I think that I get what you're saying where they're competitive when a quarterback's in the market, they want the guy. But I look at it this way. If the Packers basically are saying, look, we might get one more year of Rodgers, we might have to rebuild some of this and we want to see love. And honestly, that's what it comes down to. You want to lose Jordan Love for nothing. If Jordan Love has looked good, they're like, you want to lose him for nothing? You want to flip him for a second? You want to like, I'm just saying, if they do want to change the reins here and again, I, I don't know how they really feel about Rodgers. I'll just say, Gutekunst said, we gave him this big contract. 
But he didn't talk like someone who was like committing. He talked like someone who's like, yeah, you know, we'll address that at the end of the season. That doesn't sound like someone who's committed. He sounds like, yeah, well, we're going to keep our options open. What I'm saying is, if you well, actually, well, okay, I mean, the dollar figure sounds like they're committing. Well, well, they'd have. Well, no, it's uh, the contract was structured that they could get out of it this year. So it, it's totally possible. As much as the Rogers contract, no, was it? The yeah, Rogers contract, they can get out of it pretty simply next year. But this year. Uh, well, I mean, they this year, I mean, the deadline's passed, but I mean, like this coming, so, like two months from now, like this offseason, like after, like before the Super Bowl, this January. They could trade him, but they couldn't cut him. If they cut no, him, they no, no, have no, not like. Cut him. No, they're not going to cut him. I'm saying they would trade. When I say, did I say, if I said cut, I meant trade. I mean, they can get rid of him. Because there's a no trade clause. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with well, you no, there. The, but just in not terms a no of the trade, financial but, commitment, Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that he, Gutekunst did not act like Rodgers will be back as the starter in 2023 for sure. Like, he's not saying that out loud. He's keeping his options open. And what I'm just saying is, if you are the Packers and you're like, okay, we're going to trade Rodgers. It's the same thing as far. The first thing that the, the, the Packers said is, well, he's not, going to the, he's not going to the division, right? He's not going to the Lions. He's not going to the division. In fact, we don't want him in the conference. You look at the AFC teams first. Because they don't really want him. They're not sending him to the 49ers. They're not sending him in the NFC. All right, we're exiling him to the AFC. So you need an AFC team that both is good enough that Rodgers will want to go, but is bad, but doesn't have a quarterback. That takes out like the entire AFC North, the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, you know, the Bengals, they all have quarterbacks. The AFC West, you know, the Broncos are stuck with Russ. The Chiefs got Mahomes. The Chargers have Herbert. And you look at the AFC South, the Texans suck. The Colts, I mean, Rodgers not going to the Colts. The Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. And then you look at the AFC East, the Bills, Josh Allen, Dolphins have Tua, and the Patriots, I think Rodgers and his various issues with authority, I don't think he's going to go play for Bill Belichick. That leaves three AFC teams. I know, right? That leaves three AFC teams. It's the Raiders. It's the Titans. The Jets. Who don't have have much in terms of draft capital to offer. Yeah, because they just sent him for Devontae. Can you imagine the awkwardness of sending him back? to? I know the Raiders were on his list, but the awkwardness of like, I don't know. That just seems a little wild to me of like send with the Raiders for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> they trade they Devontae for Aaron Rodgers. I, I know. It. it doesn't make sense. Oh. So like, unless he wants to go play for the Titans and Nick Westbrook, Akine, and like I, Traylon Burks and Robert Woods, like I don't think the Titans make sense. So if it's not the Titans, it's the Jets, man. The Jets are the obvious AFC team where you set something up. So and, what does it cost? What's this costing the Jets? Um, probably, I, I think that it's probably the, it's probably like the Russell Wilson trades a template. I was, uh, talking to smart people about this. I think the two firsts is the template. Like it starts with two firsts. The Russ trade was like two firsts, two seconds. And like, you know, a bunch of other players, I think the two firsts, but the difference is Russ had like a six year deal with the Broncos Rogers. It's like, how long yeah. are you really getting him for two years? Really? Maybe. So I think that's probably two firsts. Maybe if Elijah Moore can't make up with the coaching staff, it's two firsts and Elijah Moore. Maybe it's two firsts and a second. I don't know, really. But I think it's it's worth it for the Jets. The Jets have a 4,000-yard passer since Joe Namath. Like, they need someone to run this team. Like, they have Garrett Wilson on a rookie contract. They have Elijah Moore on a rookie contract. Like, they have Brees Hall. They have Michael Carter. They have Sauce Gardner. Like, this great defense. Go and get someone that can win the Super Bowl. Like, the Jets are kind of ready everywhere except quarterback. Mike White isn't going to get it done. Zach Wilson's not going to get it done. Maybe you can flip Zach Wilson to, for, to someone for a second or third, too, and just recoup that. How much of a difference? So so you said earlier that with Aaron Rodgers, 
this year's Jets would probably feel like a sort of a top three Super Bowl pick. Let's play this thought exercise with this year's Jets and a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. See, I don't get That's it. That's my concern is like how big of a difference. Everyone keeps throwing that out there. And I got to be honest, I don't understand it. Like I just, there's on the surface level connection of like, well, he played, you know, he was on the 49ers and the Jets coaches came from San Francisco and then he knows the system. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. The entire reason the Niners got Jimmy or got Trey Lance or one of them was because they were like, Jimmy G can't stay healthy. And then since they made that decision, Jimmy G's gotten hurt two different times. Like Jimmy G was injured the entire stretch run of the last postseason. And he, him being hurt was honestly a huge reason they lost in the NFC Championship game. And then now he sprained his foot again. It's like, this guy can't stay healthy. The idea that any team should be committing serious resources to Jimmy when he's, well, let's be real, when Jimmy's when he, fully yeah. healthy, he does two get things a game that almost cost you the game. So like, I I, I don't really have any, I, I don't think so Jimmy... So that, that part I would push the, well, not the two things a game that almost cost you the game thing. I, I would push back a little bit on the idea that a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't be a massive upgrade for the Jets and the fact that it could probably come relatively I think it's cheap. An He's an upgrade over Mike White. I don't think he's a massive upgrade over Mike White. And honestly, if Rodgers is going to cost $16 million in a cap, because that's like all it would cost really is $60 million cap hit plus the picks. I mean, also, if you're, here's the thing. If you're committing to Jimmy G, guess what? History says you'll still be a Mike White by week nine next year because Jimmy G has never played health, a healthy season. Even when he was replacing Tom Brady for four games at the youngest point of his career, he still got hurt. He's never this played is a, like two, You're making, to me, the most compelling argument with Jimmy. In, in this case, it's just that, like, you can't count on him to stay healthy. What about Derek Carr? Why? Like, I'm just saying, like, I, Derek Carr is cool. But, like, one, you're, it's a half measure. I guess that's the way I look at it. If you're the Jets' perspective, go get Derek Carr. Oh, cool. Why don't you just go get Aaron Rodgers, who's an MVP a couple of years ago? Well, and because, like, look, I, because there's a scenario in which, okay, Aaron Rodgers this season, to, you know, to my eye, he's... Still a good quarterback. He is still certainly, you know, top half among starters. He's probably like cuspy top 10. He's lost some ticks in accuracy and he is not the pocket mover that he that he used to be. Uh, and if he takes, imagine he takes another tick back like that with another year, right? Like then you're talking about a a, a good, you know, just a Almost middle like of the a better pack, Derek pretty Carr. solid. <laughs> if he but got like, how if got much like five notches worse. He'd be oh like yeah, twelfth versus fifteenth. Like, I, I, and he so cost you two first round picks. The interesting point is to your point is if it's true that Aaron Rodgers is playing worse this year because he's just playing because he's just worse. In theory, the pack that would make the Packers more likely to move on from him. I think the thing with Rodgers, and this is not like cut and dry. Stephen and Solak, we do the Friday show, and like they disagree. I, 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 I am on team. Rodgers, and I actually feel the same way about Aaron Rodgers that I do about Tom Brady, that they're both really good still, and they've regressed because their teams around them have deteriorated, and that Rodgers has the broken thumb, and that, guess what? His offensive line was jumbled. The only player he ever threw the ball was to was Devontae Adams, and they just didn't replace him. And then, he, and then the offense didn't work, and everyone's like, I wonder what happens. Like, well, the line, the line is not healthy, and Chris, and like, he, he was throwing, I mean, Sammy Watkins was having to play serious reps for this team. It, but, that but doesn't make both sense. Both of these things can be, both of these things can be true, right? Like the Packers yeah. are a bottom 10 offense in the NFL. I think Aaron Rodgers is a, probably a top 10 quarterback. Now he has gone from being third-ish to 
to first, like I, very clearly in that that elite elite group. What are the Jets going to do? Like being a little bit outside next year. That's the thing. Are the Jets going to have Mike White? Zach Wilson, they can say they're going to give him a chance. They can't run it next season with Zach Wilson. So it's like, at the very least, you have to have a quarterback competition. Are you going to have Mike White? That's crazy. And that's the thing. Can I tell you what they should do? Can I tell you what they should do? Do you have any any final words before we reach the the moment of truth here? I'll tell you if I'm on the island or not. All right, Danny, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not on the island with you because I am on Tom Brady should sign with the Jets island. Tom Brady to the Jets. So let me ask. All right. Well, now we got to play. Why should Tom (laughs) Brady go to the Jets and not the 49ers? I mean, it's because it's a good point. Uh, I know that he is from San Francisco. First of all, there for I am I am there has been so much smoke for so many years over Tom Brady and the 49ers, and it it never happens. But the, but that, and but it that, always but seems it's like it's overblown. Stance like but, that, that's life. But, but he has historically shown a strong preference for looking at teams on the East Coast. He would like to live on the East Coast. Well, because because I mean, his kids are in school there, but but I'm just saying, the situation's a little different now, and I I don't, I'm not pretending no one way or the other, but well, here's my here is my next now. Okay, there's if you're Tom Brady and you're re-entering the dating pool, there's worse places to be than San Francisco. However, there's probably no was... there's probably no better place to be than New York City. They've still got a he's still got a place here. Um, I don't. It, I, are you implying that Tom Brady's going to go on hinge in whatever city he's in? I don't think that's the point. I don't think that's that's. Like he doesn't need thing. to go on hinge. He would need to go on hinge if he went to like Indianapolis or something. I'm sorry. I don't think that's, it, that's, it's first of all he'd be on Riot. I don't think he's too famous for even Riot. I'm saying the Niners, I, the Jets. Are, that's actually imagine? an interesting point. Brady to the Jets. That's actually kind of interesting. To Brady me. to the Jets because first of all, I genuinely think that I mean, unless Gutekunst, who I believe has been a little bit disempowered. uh, in that organization. But unless Gutekunst is like really calling the shots here, I genuinely believe that trading Rodgers from one Lafleur to another would be a sticking point. I think it would make them not want to do it. I just, it, this is not a criticism, but I, I believe well, it's that not, it's people something that they in would football and in many organizations operate on that level of pettiness. Second of all, he's essentially going to be a free agent. Uh, the contract in Tampa has... Um, it has uh, many years tacked on, but they void. So you can do it without the draft capital, which when we're talking about a team like the Jets that has a really, really promising young core, wouldn't it be nice to just pay for the quarterback in dollars, right? And not have to shell out a bunch of draft capital because you sort of know, like, this isn't a, this isn't a 10 year solution. This is for right now and we think we can compete and it's awesome that we're able to do this, but like, let's not lose the opportunity to get one, two more quality starters that can be with us for the long haul in here. Maybe. I think that would be pretty nice. Second of all, I think Brady's playing better than Rodgers at this point. Uh, I, I would rather hitch my wagon if I'm the Jets to old Brady than old Rodgers because it just it just seems like... Um, He's got a little bit more. He hasn't regressed in in quite the I, I same way. I think that's the that hottest he, take of the thing. I actually think that both guys. It's obvious that when they're in good situations, are good. But I think you're. I, I I'm more with you on the point that would you rather just sign Tom Brady for money or get Aaron Rodgers via trade? I think that makes more sense. Tom Brady and the keep your two first rounders. I like this a lot though because. Bill goes on the Manning cast and Bill's talking about how like oh Brady could go back to the Pats. I think Brady's coming back. 
the Patriots doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I've been there, done that. Like, the Jets are, uh, like, are just a better football team. You put Tom Brady on the team, I, I don't even think Patriots fans could convince themselves that, like, Brady on the Jets is not as good as, like, uh, as the, they're better than the Patriots. Brady on the Patriots, even, you're like, okay, cool. I, I, Derek Carr on the Jets Tom might Brady, still be better. Tom Brady is not going back to New England to take orders from Matt Patricia. No, it doesn't make, exactly. It doesn't make sense. But this makes more sense, and I think that the strongest point is that it would keep him in the time zone like with his kids in New York. That actually is a really good one because people are like, oh, Brady the Giants. The Giants suck. The Jets team is, has an excellent core. Also, he can, can beat stick Belichick it to twice Belichick. A year. Exactly. Beat I think Belichick this is really good. But I think that that's the, the key point is that at this stage of his life, this is, and I guess maybe this is the big point to kind of end this point on. Rodgers and, and Brady are these two like legendary quarterbacks. Brady more available this season than, than not. And it may, I think that if you're looking at who are the teams that are quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl, they just so happen to be New York with the Jets where Brady's kids are like, you know, in school. And then San Francisco where Brady's from and like his family's at. That's really interesting. It is interesting. Uh, just to close the loop on uh, what we were talking about with which one of them has sort of fallen off less or more. The thing with Brady to me is that he doesn't have the Rogers thing where uh, <sighs> Rogers, he's gotten older. He's a little bit less mobile than he used to be. And he still, he always has this thing about he never wants to throw picks, right? Like he's really, really mistake averse in certain ways. And the problem is, is that I think he's he's less willing than Brady is to just like take a sack or throw a ball up and take a chance and see if you can make something. He wants things to be perfect in a way that I think can be kind of scary for a guy who is getting older and starting to lose. We're talking about this with Rodgers and not Tom Brady in terms of wanting control and perfection? Yes. I actually think that when it comes to how he actually plays, I think that's true. I think you're right that he just does have the, he throws the ball away all the time. I agree. But I just based, but like, I don't really view that as a problem. Brady takes those Oh, I think it's a problem. They won back-to-back MVPs, and then this season's like an absolute disaster. But like, I think you're like, well, yeah, they traded away Devontae Adams. He's a broken thumb. Well, sure, but I'm I'm talking about like what has changed this year, right? And I think it's like he just doesn't. He's he's mistake averse. Hasn't he always played that way? Yes, and usually it's been fine. But when things start to get worse, I think that can turn into a real problem. But is it? I guess isn't it the same with Brady this year? Sometimes it looks like. But sometimes with Brady, it ends up looking like the worst pick you've ever seen a quarterback throw, right? But I, there's, and I get that this is like such a galaxy brain thing where it's like th- throwing interceptions is actually good. No, no, I, that part I see what you're saying, but like Rodgers has always been mistake averse. I just feel like Brady and Rodgers to me are in the same situation. They were playing great and then their teams collapsed because they were trying to go all in for a Super Bowl. And now people are like, oh, did Brady and Rodgers fall off? It's like, no, their teams fell off because everyone's hurt or gone. No, I mean, I think largely, globally, that is absolutely the situation as I see it as well. But if we're talking about who would I rather have right now in, you know, blind to the situation of the offense around them, it's Brady by a hair and there's a few reasons for it. But but chiefly, I just don't think that he 
I think he is a tick more comfortable than Rogers when all of a sudden things are kind of crappy around him. And look, maybe in maybe in this this argument that we're making about the Jets, it doesn't matter, right? That's a pretty good situation. But it's just something that I've seen with Rogers this year that I haven't seen quite as much with Brady. That that it rears its ugly head with Brady in in other ways, right? Like sometimes it feels like he will make throws where it's just like, dude, don't do that. But you know, the, the thing about this is we're splitting uh, hairs. But that's how I would split the hairs. He's going to make Mr. Bill Simmons very upset. Is nothing would actually make Belichick angrier than if Brady went to the Jets and the and Belichick's career basically ends with Brady kicking his ass on the Jets. That's I think that's like the actual nightmare of how Belichick's career ends because he hates the Jets so much and the just the Jets being good and also Jets fans I I can't imagine a more emotional like I, I don't know a better word honestly oh it's peak comedy than like Brady joining the Jets that's the thing Brady wanted does Brady hate the Jets as much as Belichick does that's the thing I feel like Brady hates the Jets does he get over that no way Brady is it he's he's it's like Brady's Rogers joining the, the Jets Bears, for years of worse. his life it really is like if Aaron Rodgers joined the Bears. That that's really what we're talking about. I know Favre again. Favre went to the Vikings, but like this is even more extreme. All right. Well, uh, you and I both may be in may be in some uh, professional jeopardy after articulating. I guess my take specifically, Danny. I'm not on the island with you. I'm on neighboring island. Uh, Tom Brady should sign with the Jets. Island. I can't believe I've ended up here. Well, you convinced uh, me. I'm coming to your island. I'm on Brady. You're coming to my island. island now. I'm You're on to your Brady island. the Jets Brady island the Jets too. Island. All right. Awesome. This is gonna be great. We're gonna go like jet skiing and stuff. Uh, he's Danny Heifetz. I'm Nora Princiati. This has been the Island on the Ringer NFL Show feed. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Danny again. We will be back next week. But for now, Shield Capadia will be up next on this feed tomorrow, going in depth on NFL news on the scramble. Thank you, as always, to Stefan Anderson for production on this episode and to Connor Nevins and Arjuna Ramgopal for additional production supervision. 